Thanks for tuning in to the Godlinton Real Estate Education Podcast, where you'll hear from Glenn Godlinton, a real estate professional helping Calgarians for more than 20 years. With a wealth of education to share, Glenn will discuss the ins and outs of navigating the market and help you to discover details that will prepare you, whether you're purchasing your first home or investing in any property. The Real Estate Education Podcast covers a range of topics for both buyers and sellers. It doesn't matter if you're a first-time home buyer or a seasoned investor. Glenn will provide insight and help educate you. He helps explain the process and will help you to make sound decisions around this major investment in your life. Hello there, and welcome back to Glenn's Real Estate Education Podcast. So you're a buyer and you're going to meet with a lawyer. Let's discuss the process and what exactly will happen in this meeting. We have an accepted offer, and the buyer's agent has sent all of the waiver documents to the seller's agent, and we now have a firm sale with no conditions. The listing is changed to sold on the MLS, and the sold sticker has gone on to the lawn sign. Now what? Both the buyer and the seller need to choose which lawyers they are going to use to complete the transaction, if they have not already done so. In some unique and complicated purchases, the buyers and or sellers may have contacted their lawyer before this to review the purchase contract before signing or waiving the conditions. The buyer and the seller give the lawyer's names to their respective agents and the agents swap the lawyer information with each other. Each agent also reports the sale to their office by sending the contracts and the lawyer's names to their individual conveyancing departments. If there is an additional deposit that is payable upon waiving of the final condition, This should now be sent by the buyer's agent to the seller's real estate company, typically in the form of a bank draft. So please go to the bank and obtain this bank draft. Typically, this draft is made payable to the seller's real estate company. Please verify with your agent. Also, discuss with your agent who will deliver this draft, either the buyer or the buyer's agent. The seller's real estate firm is responsible for sending, or sometimes called conveying, the contracts to the two lawyers. So the lawyers can start to process their side of the transaction. In the case of a quick possession, the agents will send the documents to the lawyers in advance to give them a head start on processing. Once the lawyers have all the information, your lawyer, or more likely their paralegal, will call you to schedule a meeting time when you can go to their offices to sign the documents. If for some reason they don't call you, feel free to call them. Do this at least two weeks before possession. If your signing schedule is limited because of your work hours or you need to come back to Calgary to sign, please book this meeting well in advance to make sure you can agree on a mutual time. The lawyers need adequate time to process the documents. Sometimes they do have the ability to process on shorter notice, but extra fees may apply. The buyer's lawyer also needs to get the mortgage instructions from the lender or the bank. So sometimes the lender can be the holdup, not the lawyer. These documents typically do have to be signed in person in front of the lawyer, so an in-person meeting is required. If you cannot be in town and cannot physically visit the law office of your lawyer, the lawyer can make arrangements to have you sign with a different lawyer in your town. Our recommended lawyers have couriered documents all around the world, so this is typically not a problem. We just need to allow more time for sending the documents. Depending upon the country, it may be difficult to find a lawyer that speaks English. So your Alberta lawyer will ask you to reach out to your local contracts in your country to help find a good law firm.
In most cases, depending upon the bank or financial institution that you choose, the lawyer will also represent the lender and have you sign the mortgage documents during the same meeting that you sign the transfer documents for the real estate transaction. If not, this will mean a separate meeting with the lender. Before this meeting, the lawyer will give you a call and or send you an email which will tell you what to bring in with you. There are at least three items they will request. Number one, they will need government-issued identification. Number two, they will need a copy of proof of home insurance, sometimes called an insurance binder. Number three, they will also need a bank draft. They will send you an email that outlines the statement of adjustments. This will include how much the bank draft should be for. This amount is going to include the legal fees, any fees for the city and typical disbursements, and the amount of money you require to pay to complete the transaction. For example, let's say you owe $100,000 as your part of the purchase price, and the rest is coming from the mortgage. If you have already paid a $10,000 deposit, the lawyer will tell you to bring in the $90,000 plus any of the already mentioned fees and disbursements. When you get into that meeting, the lawyer will check and copy your identification. Then they will explain to you the paperwork in detail. It is important to hire a good lawyer that explains the details. You will also sign all of the documents. There will be a bunch of them to sign. Not to worry, this is standard. In some cases, the lawyer may have each one of the parties step out of the room individually to verify any dower considerations and to make sure each party is signing under their own free will. Not to worry, depending on the situation, this may be typical. One of the other discussions that may come up is title insurance. Please review the detailed podcast regarding title insurance. The title insurance may help protect you against financial losses caused by title fraud, impersonators trying to obtain mortgage financing on your property, violations of municipal zoning bylaws and building permits, existing liens registered against the property's title, such as unpaid utility, mortgage, condo charges, and property taxes from the previous owners, and errors in surveys and public records. If you are purchasing a house, an empty lot, or a bare land condo, the lawyer will also show you a copy of the Real Property Report, also known as the RPR. The Real Property Report is a land survey that the seller must provide to the buyer as part of the standard closing document. The lawyer and yourself will review the position and the locations of the fences, the retaining walls, garages, garage pads, sheds, air conditioners, and any public outbuildings so that you can verify the real property report is correct and current. You do not need to measure everything in advance. However, when we are at the property, you should note what is there and the general relationship to each other and the property lines. If anything like a garage or a fence has been added and it is not on the real property report, then the RPR is not current. Sometimes, if there is a problem on the report and an item from the report is encroaching onto the city property or a neighbor's property, this will need to be dealt with. It may take up to a couple months for the RPR to be deemed current and correct. When we are working with a buyer, we like to request this RPR in advance as a term when we write the offer. This allows us to verify the accuracy before we waive the conditions. If it is not correct, and it needs to be updated, we will request this update through the seller's agent and the buyer's lawyer will verify this has been delivered as part of the standard closing process. If the current real property report has not been provided on time to the buyer's lawyer from the seller's lawyer, 
the buyer's lawyer will generally ask for holdback until the seller's lawyer provides the document. This can be typical if the transactions happen quickly and the seller's realtor did not advise the sellers to get the real property report in advance. Many times it does get delivered after the fact. Once the documents have been signed, you are free to leave. You will leave the office with a copy of all of the signed documents. Please store this in a safe place. Now we wait for possession day. We recommend that you listen to our What Happens on Possession Day podcast to find out how to prepare for and exactly what happens on possession day. Sometimes possession day can be stressful, but it does not have to be. Preparation is the key. On the closing slash possession date, the buyer's lawyer will send the documents to the land title's office for final registration. Sometimes this may take a couple weeks to get through the final processing, depending upon the backlog times at land titles. Once everything is registered at land titles, the lawyer will send you a closing package that will include all of your registered documents and a copy of the new registered land title. You may even get a check back if all of the disbursement money has not been required. Please read and verify the accuracy of the new land title document. Is everything spelt correctly? Have the previous owner's mortgages been removed? And is your mortgage shown on the title correctly? Please store all these documents in a safe place. If you did not receive the RPR when you were at the lawyer's office, it should come in this package. Do not lose this RPR document. You will need it when you sell your home. There may even be multiple copies. Please also email Glenn a copy for his file if he does not have it. If you do not get it from the lawyer, please follow up and make sure that you eventually do receive it. As a general note, all deposits do need to be sent via bank draft or some sort of secure funds. We are just starting to see some of the real estate companies accept electronic funds transfer. We will be watching this closely. COVID-19 update. The world has changed and I am sure will continue to change. As of the 9th of April, 2020, the Alberta government has decided that lawyers can now meet with clients virtually. The lawyers have been couriering the documents and watching the clients sign the real paper documents with a pen on the computer online using some sort of electronic meeting software like Skype, FaceTime, or Zoom. The documents are then couriered back to the lawyer for processing. The lawyer must have you show your ID on the screen when you are signing. I have also heard that this electronic signing must be recorded. This may change in the near future. It is making the signing process much easier, especially for our out-of-town clients. We will continue to keep you updated. It will be interesting to see if the government will allow this technology after the COVID-19 crisis. My guess will be yes. Thanks for listening to Glenn's Real Estate Education Podcast. Please review any of the documents discussed in today's episode at www.godlinton.com podcast. Please also review the education and resources section on the site as well for more details. If you have any questions or we can help you purchase a great home, please feel free to reach out to glenn at godlinton.com or give us a call or a text at 403-829-9500. Good luck in purchasing your home. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Godlinton Real Estate Education Podcast. You can listen to more episodes at godlinton.com. For personalized support and help finding the perfect real estate property, give Glenn a call or send a text to 403-829-9500. That's 403-829-9500 